The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by that and barbecue. Let's get to the phones this morning. Iris Network's hotline, 865-255-03. Let's get to our guy. Is that who I think it is? Mm-hmm. Is that Vol Nation? Mm-hmm. Or Papa T? From Vol- South Carolina. Vol Nation, good morning. Good morning, family. How y'all doing, man? Man, great. Even better now that you that we're talking to you. Uh, yes, sir, man. Just excited. You know, 2022 is here. You know, a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, the coach hyper train is moving right along, picking up a lot of walk-ons, filling in those gaps, and uh, building some depth and quality depth of that. You know, uh, watching the basketball team, you know, continue to move forward. You know, it is a big loss uh, with our man going down, but you know, I believe that they'll make some adjustments. But I, I didn't really call in to, to talk a lot of sports today. I, I was calling in because uh, I was listening and just thinking about the time when um, we first were new parents and things of that nature and. You know, I've got three old people now, you know, uh, 27, 28, and 30. So uh, they've been around the block for a minute, and they've been out the house for a while. Uh, but, you know, some things that I wish uh, that people had kind of shared with us, you know, when we were new parents and coming along and, and kind of strategizing our life and, and, and lots of business taking place and we're trying to build things together and all that. And uh, I'll share that with you guys briefly if I could. Please, always prioritize your relationship. You know, I'm a, I'm a believer, a Christian, you know, so I look at it, and when you read the Word of God, this is what I talk to our couples about. Keep God first, your spouse second, your children come third, then comes work. Ministry wasn't necessary until after the fall. And so even in the midst of life and all the priorities and all the things going on, you're trying to build your business, or whatever you're trying to do, you want to keep those priorities first because your relationship with God directly affects your relationship with everyone else specifically your spouse. You want to have a better relationship with your wife, or if you're a wife and you want to have a better relationship with your husband, you need to check your relationship with the Lord. All right? The reason why I say that is because, you know, once you get a baby, once you start having children, things change dramatically in your life. There's a tremendous shift that takes place. And they can become all-consuming because they're a new baby. You try to figure out how to change diapers, you know, feeding and and all kinds of stuff. What, what cry is this? And, all, and it, it becomes sometimes a little overwhelming. You know, fun, but overwhelming. And what happens is that you think that you're not necessarily adequate, but the thing is that God placed in you the anointing to be a father. God placed in Savannah the anointing to be a mother. And when that baby is born, the moment he or she breathes, every day that that breath takes place puts another demand on the anointing and the gift in, inside of you. And every day you'll be a better father. Every day she'll be a better mother. But once again, the demand is still there. And so with life and the demand that the baby puts on your relationship, sometimes with everything going on, without you noticing it, you end up giving each other your laugh. You're tired. She's tired. Things are going on. And that last little bit that you have, you end up giving that to one another. And so what that does, that goes against the priority. And so what I suggest that, you know, because initially it may sound, okay, I, we can make it happen. But six, eight, 12 months down the road, 
all of a sudden there's distance being created in the relationship and you may not even recognize it because you're working, she's working, you got the baby, things are going on, life is going on, but you're not as close. And this is where issues can begin to happen. And so with that, I would suggest to begin to talk about that now and even think about making some adjustments in some of your other activities to compensate for the time and the demand that the baby's going to place on both of your lives in that season, especially being a newborn. Does that make sense? Yep, makes perfect sense. I come um, you spot on. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Makes a lot so of that's sense. That's all I wanted to share today, man. And uh, I appreciate you guys. Love you guys, man. And congratulations. I'll talk to y'all soon, man. My man, appreciate you, Nation. I definitely appreciate the the advice. Fatherhood uh, is intimidating. <laughs> there, there's uh, there, there's no book, and it's it's probably a good thing. I would imagine that there is no book because I, I don't know that a, I would guess that a book can't necessarily describe to you how to handle every situation to a T. You got to do this this way and that way. Every every person is is different, including kids. I would imagine that a book wouldn't necessarily help. So fatherhood is uh, definitely intimidating, but I, uh, I, I'm i excited, and uh, I think we'll, we'll be okay because I, I know I have a, a beautiful wife who has the sweetest soul on, on the planet, in my opinion, and uh, we, we've got each other, and we have a great support system with, with both of our parents, and uh, – Great friends here in Knoxville, including the Swains. And and the best part is that the, the Swain girls are getting a little older. Have some babysitters. Yeah. <laughs> so uh we're 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 very blessed with a with a great support system and our parents would, would drop anything that they're doing to, to come up and help if need be. And we also have friends in town that, that will as well. So although fatherhood is intimidating, I'm I'm thankful we have a great support system that will help us get get us through it. You'll be good to go, man. Thanks for the phone call there, uh, Vault Nation. Um, Rivals. Huh? Rivals. Who? Rivals. Who's that? I don't know. I think it's it's on your checks. Uh, VolQuest is on my check. Well, VolQuest tied to Rivals. Rivals, your, your, your boys over there. Um, they put together a nice little list of you know, top 23 players. And, of course, Arch Manning is, is you know, at the top. And says Alabama, Georgia, Texas seem to have a slight edge um, right now for, for you know, his, his services. Um, but then it goes down and talks about, Another player. It's a quarterback, and that player is Nico. What's his last name? What's Nico's last name? I'm Olivia. <laughs> I'm Olivia, California, and coming to the south. Uh, I don't know, man. Austin's gonna be on later on today, maybe. And uh, yeah, maybe. And uh, maybe he can he can educate us. He knows how to say it, so maybe we can have a session. Something along the lines of Yamaliva. Yamaliva. Something like that. I don't know. This is what Rival says about Nico. I think the number one quarterback on the board for Tennessee. Mm -hmm. The feeling now is that the four-star quarterback from um, California is heavily considering SEC programs, most with Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee leading the way. Some discount the volunteers, but the word is 
Nico wants to go where he's loved most and the best fit, and that could be in Knoxville. UCLA, Oregon would be the two Pac-12 programs to watch, but expect to see him somewhere in SEC country. So um, a couple weeks ago, I said that all hands will be on deck to, to, to for Nico. And for some reason, that sent the message boards in a frenzy. But we, to, to get a player like this from across the country, it's going to take more than just Tennessee's coaches talking to him every day. Like It's going to take a lot more people uh, to be involved, to help, and this is going to be a team effort from from a lot of people. And Tennessee's in a good spot right now. There's a long way to go, even with quarterbacks making their decisions earlier than everyone else. It is February, um, so usually quarterbacks of this of this stature are making decisions spring, summer. So there's 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 a long way to go, but Tennessee has positioned themselves, I think, very well with Nico right now. He was very impressed when he came on campus and, and came to a game. Yes, it was not a premier SEC game, but that atmosphere showed him a lot, even though it wasn't a night premier game. Because that family said, Man, if it's if it's like this during a day game against this team. We know what it's going to be like versus a better opponent at night. So they were very impressed with the atmosphere. They felt the love, something that that means a lot to them. The system is certainly very attractive to, to Nico. And um, man, he's already kicking it with some of the uh, Tennessee commits already. Mm-hmm. So uh, I saw that that photo on, on Twitter. Um, two of Tennessee's commits are already throwing up the – Still weird. Still, it's not. It's not like it's Texas Longhorn sign or anything, but the V O L hand sign. Um, throwing it up with a couple of commits, but Tennessee's going to be in the mix, and Tennessee's positioned very, very well right now. And um, Alabama certainly has Arch Manning number one on their board, and if if they're they don't get Arch Manning. Does does that mean it makes it tougher for Tennessee to get Nico? You know, Nico's going to be on that board a, as well. But uh, I'm pretty sure that Arch is number one on everyone's board. But Nico is number one on Tennessee's board. Yes. And that yes. that makes a big difference. And Nico knows he's number one on, on Tennessee's board. Does Nico know that? Does Nico know what position he is at on Alabama's board, Georgia's board, or anywhere else that he's going? Um, I Probably know. does it like Oregon or UCLA or or schools yeah. like this. Let, let me ask you this, though. Do you think that matters to Nico? And, and here's why. Because Alabama and Georgia are a different breed at the moment than the rest of those other schools that, that he is considering where he is at the top of the board. And – Obviously, you would love to be at the top of the board no matter what what school it is, but we, we talk about not not being blind to, to blessings that are in your face. Mm-hmm. Like, like who cares if you're number two or number three on Alabama or Georgia's board mm-hmm. if they present you with that opportunity to, to go play there. So I, I think it's good for Tennessee that he's not on, on top of their board at the moment because it, it 
you would think it would give Tennessee a greater chance of, of getting him and him not going there. But do you think that that will matter to him? And I know you don't know him personally, but I just like speaking about recruiting in general, even if maybe like what you would think about it, if you were a recruit in, in his shoes or coming out and you were a quarterback, like would it, would that like truly make a difference in, in your recruit and your recruitment, just knowing kind of what Alabama and Georgia is right now compared to what, Tennessee, Oregon, and, and some of these other schools are? Well, going that by – sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So, so going by what Rivals said here, what they have what they have heard is he wants to go where he is loved most and the best fit, and that could be in Knoxville. This is what they said. So, he is loved here, mm-hmm. and he's going to be on the – He's going to be number one on the on the quarterback board, so if that matters to him most. Then that can that can bode well for Tennessee. Now, personally, I know I wasn't the number one receiver on Tennessee's board, nor did I ever ever ask or cared. Like I don't remember ever caring where Tennessee had me positioned on their on their board. I knew that they wanted me, and I knew I could play anywhere, and I wanted to play early, and they had some things that, that interest me. I did not care about Brett Smith or Robert Meacham. I didn't even know until signing day that they were that they were coming in. And even before signing day, I tried to recruit Steve Smith because him and I were on the same visit together. He was all American that played an all American game on the West team. He went on to USC, won a championship, second round pick to the New York Giants. But he was a he was a four or five star receiver coming out. I was trying to recruit him on my visit to play with me. I remember uh, there's another player from Alabama, uh, Matt, Matt Cadell, uh, Cadell, who was a really good player that wound up going to Alabama. Darius Bowman, who went to North Carolina from Chattanooga. I was trying to recruit him to come to Tennessee. So I didn't really care about where I was positioned on the board because I just had confidence in my ability and myself and, and you know the work that I put in. But for, for Nico, that may, they may matter a lot to, to them. Um, I don't think it's going to be a, a issue or a question of how bad Tennessee wants 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 Nico. Like, I guess the fan in me is is concerned about Tennessee showing all this love, all this love, all this love, and and so on and so forth, and then boom, Alabama doesn't get Arch Manning, Georgia doesn't get Arch Manning, and they. Sw- in and, and, and take him because of their recent success. Well, to have a chance, to have a chance to get Nico, there's some things that you have to do. And on this program, I have said the conditioning, summer conditioning, the weight room work that you do in this winter, in the summer, in the spring, the running you do during the summer, all that does is give you a chance to compete in the fall. Mm-hmm. It doesn't guarantee you anything. But you have to do all those things just to even have a chance to even give yourself a real shot at winning the game in the fall. They are prerequisites. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're, it's not optional. You have to do these things. And to have a shot at getting Nico, you have to go all out with your attention, with your resources, you have to go all out. 
to get someone like that. And so you can't reserve some of your energy. You can't pull back a little bit and go, well, no. If you want that type of player, and we know those type of players transform a program. We have seen Clemson, what they have done with Trevor Lawrence and what they have done without Trevor Lawrence. We have seen what Justin Fields did to Ohio State. We have seen what um, Tua meant to Alabama. Burrow meant to LSU. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield meant to Oklahoma. You got to get this type of player on your campus. If you're going to build a special program and offense is the centerpiece, which it is right now for, for Tennessee and Josh Heupel, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you can't do it without a special player like, like a Nico. Like you got to get a dude like him. Yes, he is a program changer. You got to get a dude like him. He, so, he is a, a program changer. I also wonder, in terms of Tennessee helping itself in its recruitment of Nico, I'm checking my notes to see if he's commented on when he wants to make a decision. I don't see anything in my notes of, of when he would, he has said in the past of, of when he would want to make a decision. But I kind of hope. I'll say, well, that last thing I've heard. You, you've heard something? Come on, Ben. You know me. Right. I don't know if even I didn't know if even Nico knew when he wanted to. You know, I'm like, hey, Joe Burrow <laughs> and I, we share the same philosophy. We don't have no, to post uh... <laughs> everything all the time. We we work inside. Oh, I feel you. I've I've been in the dark the last month and a half. So and for those who know about the, the dark, know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know, you know. I know you know if I know. Last thing I heard dark side. Last thing I heard was like spring. Gotcha. Well, kind of a, a mute point what i was going to bring up and i mean it, it that that would be a terrific uh, if he picked tennessee obviously for the sake of him being a good football player but uh in terms of of building tennessee's class i mean that would be absolutely tremendous that that would catch the eye of of recruits nationwide but i i was going to make the point that like i almost wish that he was making a, a late decision like uh end of senior season, end of playoff type of decision. Quarterbacks don't do that. I know, but why Why I was hoping that he would is because I was hoping to help, to help Tennessee is like Hendon Hooker come out and ball the month of September, go up to Pittsburgh, and, a, a, and against the, a good Pat Narduzzi program, ball out on the road to start the year. Put up massive numbers, lead Tennessee to a win, Couple weeks later, Florida comes to town. Hendon Hooker leads Tennessee to a win over Florida with a big performance, and Hendon Hooker just get off to this great start to the season. That way, the coaches can point to look at what he did at Virginia Tech. He came in first year and, and had great success. Elected to come back for another year. We spent all off season with him, and now look what he's. I would love for Tennessee to be able to sell that to, to Nico and, and recruiting, which is why I had the thought of, dang, I kind of wish he was was picking late. But if I had to pick of like if he were to pick Tennessee in the first place, I I, I would hope that he would pick the spring because I, I think it would be more important for him to help with the recruiting class and, and kind of catch the eye of of college football fans and college recruits nationwide uh, after his commitment. Yeah, un- under Arch Manning's. Um section here it, it, it and i totally missed it 
it says that um, that Nico planning a commitment sometime by May. So gotcha. that kind of lined up with uh, what I just said. I just I just saw as you were talking, uh, looking at Arch Manning, um, the right up below Arch Manning, and a part of me wonders like. Is Arch Manning really the best player in this class, or is it is it the last name? Like, I really, really want to, like, know that. Because we've seen, you know, LeBron James' son, you know, get a lot of attention and, and get ranking. And so, like, I always wonder, like, all right, man, it's on his own, is he the best player in the country, or is he as good as advertised, or are people looking at that last name and – Factoring that into the to the rankings too. Yeah, certainly Not questioning uh, uh, his skills. No, I, I mean, think, I, I think but, I, but I wonder that. I think it's fair to question his, I wonder, his, yeah. his skills. Quite frankly, I I don't know. I'm not a quarterback guru. I, I have not watched a, a single moment of film <laughs> on Arch, so I, I I would not know the answer to that question. I always, I mean, but I just it, it is, things like that. I am I am very curious why why I assume so. Is because of the schools pursuing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Al- that, Alabama's going to go all in. Alabama, Georgia, and Texas. Yeah, they're going. Oh, all uh, in. speaking of Texas, you see what uh, Mr. Steve Sarkeesian is is on the verge of doing. Those who have uh, not seen, and for those who are watching on video and see Swain's eyes popping out of his head, uh, Steve Sarkeesian appears to be on the verge of bringing old David Cutcliffe into the building there and. In Austin, uh, according to Chris Hummer of 247 Sports, there's a, quote, good possibility former Duke head coach David Cutcliffe joins the Texas staff in an off-field capacity. Who are David Cutcliffe's biggest supporters? Uh, that would be Peyton and Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. And if Peyton and Eli love Coach Cut, I would imagine Cooper Manning, Loves Coach Cut and is familiar with Coach Cut. And Archie Manning loves him some Coach Cut. So uh, I would be very curious to see if, if that swings the pendulum in in the Arch Manning sweepstakes if Texas were able to pull that one off. The thing about that is, like, going in as an analyst, you don't really have deep roots. Like, how, how deep will Cutcliffe's roots be in, in Austin? I mean, it's not like he's a quarterback's coach or the offense coordinator. Um, I mean, he can he can literally pick up and just leave. So, this is a good move by by Sarkeesian, no doubt about it. But and I'm I like I'm okay with not getting Arch Manning. I'm like I don't expect to get Arch Manning. Like Arch's dad is an Ole Miss guy. Like the only person in the family that has ties to Tennessee is Peyton. I would feel Everybody else is Ole Miss. Right. I would feel differently to your point. If it was Peyton's son. Yeah, like, I would too, but... If Marshall grows up to be a, a big-time quarterback and doesn't consider Tennessee, we got a problem, Peyton. I'm, yeah. All these people talk about you being a jinx, and I stand up for you every single time. If, if Marshall turns into the top quarterback prospect in the country and he doesn't even consider Tennessee, you can forget about me standing up for you, Peyton. <laughs> yeah, so... I would like to see Arch commit, like, before Nico. It just stinks because it's, like, a good thing if he were to pick Alabama or Georgia. But then we also have to play him. 
<laughs> oh, we're going to have to play him. You might as well get your head wrapped Not around Not if he goes us. to Texas. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it'd be great for him to go to Texas so we don't have to play him for three years. Dude, when he goes to Texas, Texas will be in the SEC, and they'll oh, they'll be on the schedule first year of Tennessee. You watch. Well, it depends on if they, they redo the schedule. You the, watch. The, there's technically a possibility if, if they don't adjust the scheduling, which surely they will. But, I mean, Tennessee's going to Baton Rouge for the first time since Chris Walker was playing. Is that the uh, 13 men on the field? Yes. Now, they did play them in 2017. Like, Josh Dobbs Dobbs never played against LSU. Yeah, that's weird. So, there's a possibility that if he went to to Texas, if the scheduling isn't updated, which, again, I would imagine that it is, then then Tennessee would not play Texas. But it's just weird. Like, it would be a good thing if Arch went to Alabama or Georgia because then it'd be better for for the Nico sweepstakes. But then you also have to play Arch. But then Nico would just outdo Arch, right? That, that's the way we got to look at it. That's 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 what's going to happen. It would be great to beat a Manning that didn't come to Tennessee. That's, I mean, hey, I've been a part of that before. But then I guess if you had to pick between Alabama or Georgia, I guess you would pick Alabama. So he's not in the division and, and helping a team in your division win. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess 2004, man, we beat beat Eli at Ole Miss in the Grove. So take the, that. The, the was Arch's record against Tennessee? When he like, I think he won one, lost one, something like that. I Archie? Yes, Archie. Sorry, I'm not sure, man. I need to know the record we that the Mannings have against I'm, Tennessee. I'm, I'm sure Don knows. <laughs> Don. Don can throw it back and uh, tell us all about, you know, those, those old school football seasons. Don, Don got us covered, man. 865-255-03. Hour 2 is brought to you by Action247. Use the promo code Swain Event and get a 100% deposit match on your first deposit up to $800. It is Super Bowl week. This is a perfect time to get started with Action TN Action 247 on Twitter. Give them a follow. Tennessee's only legal sports book. Be right back. You're listening to the Swain event. You don't say. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Yeah. In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com. Or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. 
He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Never, and I mean never, a dull moment in the SEC. Let's go around the SEC this morning. 865-255-03. Sweat event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Bib McKee is going to get that VIP service today at Dead End. 
Can't wait to hear about it, man. Can't wait to hear about it. I'm All not right. Jason Swain. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing. What I you, agree. What you, what you got? A uh, couple of news and notes to discuss this morning. We'll start with football before we preview tonight's basketball slate. South Carolina is expected to hire Jody Wright as its tight ends coach, according to Matt Zenitz of On3 Sports. Uh, Jody Wright is a former director of player personnel at Alabama, an ex-UAB assistant. He was on the Giants coaching staff the last two years, so he is set to become South Carolina's new tight ends coach. Miami is hiring Georgia defensive backs coach Jamile Aday. Uh, he will serve in the same role at Miami as the defensive backs coach. Bruce Feldman of The Athletic was the first to report the news. Uh, Aday is a Florida native from Valrico, Valrico, Florida. Don't know where that is. Do you know where Valrico, Florida is? Nope. Uh, he spent one season at Georgia. So he is headed to Miami to be Mario Cristobal's defensive backs coach. Uh, Kentucky has replaced its offensive line coach who left to be the offensive line coach at Alabama. And it seems to be a good hire for Mark Stoops on the surface as he has, according to reports, named Zach Yenzer from the 49ers. The 49ers assistant offensive line coach. He is going to be Kentucky's new offensive line coach. Uh, he is a native of Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. Worked with Sonny Dykes at Louisiana Tech, Cal, and SMU. And as I mentioned, he has been the 49ers assistant offensive line coach. Yeah, and, that's a good hire. Yep, and will replace uh, Eric Wolford. And to, to further the point of it being a good hire, not that I enjoy doing so, but uh, John Schlarman, the offensive line coach for Kentucky that passed away recently. Mm -hmm. uh, due to cancer uh, when he was at Kentucky as the offensive line coach this guy Yenzer was a graduate assistant under him uh, and was also uh, a graduate assistant under Neil Brown at Troy where is uh, Zach Yenzer from Fort Mitchell Kentucky what hospital did he go to I don't know doesn't say let's look it up Must be. Let's, let's look up what high school this Zach Yenzer went to Y E N S E R. Not the not the Pittsburgh Steelers type of Yenzer. Let's let's see here. His 49ers bio does not say. Is he not big enough to have a uh, <laughs> a, a Wikipedia? <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, Colquitt. Uh, he was a high school coach at Colquitt County High School in 2009. Because Stokes just said they went to high school together. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Maybe Did he go to Colquitt County? No. Well, Stokes uh, didn't go to Colquitt no, County. Stokes went to... Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Oh, I'm, looking, I'm looking right at the word. Oh, man. Don't text me, Stokes. Don't text me. <laughs> He's already texted me. Don't tell me. Don't tell that. me. Harrison. Harrison High School in Kennesaw. That's where uh, Zach Yenzer went. Well, that's where Stokes went. Yenzer. That's where Stokes. That's where Stokes went. So yeah, I can't. I can't. So small of a high school. <laughs> Such an irrelevant high school. You can't find it on the interwebs. 
<laughs> All right. I don't know, Stokes, man. The only thing I see about high school is just that he, uh, I think I th- his bio on some random football pro football archives doesn't even list him as going to high school. He went to ETSU in Troy. Yep, yep. No, I, I think I think um nope. Stokes is right. You look at the ETSU Bucks um team from the two thousand two recruiting class, there's Zach Yenzer, six one, two hundred and sixty five pound offensive lineman. Freshman, Marietta, Georgia, Harrison High School. Huh. Well, then I wonder why they say he's from Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. Hey, I don't know. But that's what it says right here. Because by, by your logic that you used with me being from Huntsville, he would be from, what did you say, Kennesaw? He'd be from, he'd be from Kennesaw. So. He'd be from Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia. That's what Kirby would say. How about that, man? That is, that is pretty cool. Did uh, Stokes played football, right, in high school? I think so. Stokes I think Stokes played, played football. So when would he have played with him? You know, Stokes probably. Stokes laid, probably the water boy. Laid the hammer down on Zach Yenzer. You know, Stokes probably. No, that that is really hit cool. him with that water boy move. That is really cool. We mentioned uh, Derek Mason earlier, and that he is on track to become Oklahoma State's all-time highest-paid assistant coach, and that is still taking a pay cut from his last job in order to get away from Brian Harson. Stokes didn't play in high school. Huh? Stokes didn't play in high school. Oh, gotcha. I thought, for some reason, I thought that he did. I did, too. Uh, last month, uh, Mason left Auburn after just the first of a two-year deal that he signed with Auburn after seven years at Vanderbilt. Uh, that deal paid Mason 1.5 annually at Auburn, and now at Oklahoma State, he's making 1.1, approximately 1.1. This all according uh, to John Bryce of FootballScoop.com. John Bryce, friend of the show. So that that circulated the interwebs yesterday. That uh, Derek Mason essentially took a, a pay cut to get rid of, or to get away from Brian Harson. Have Have you like? Saw the mentions, the uh, Barisley mentions, when he is posting info about about Auburn. Yeah, you see some of the Auburn fans in his mentions. Yeah, because you know Barrett Barrett graduated from Auburn. He's you know he's an Auburn fan at heart. But everybody says he's a Georgia homer. <laughs> and like the Auburn fans, you're attacking the wrong person. Like I'm, I'm in I'm in Barisley's mentions uh yesterday and there's a couple Auburn fans that's mad that Barrett Salee is talking about the biggest story in the SEC right now like they're upset that Barrett Salee is doing his job like if you want to see delusion at its finest go look at his timeline and go look at his mentions it's not like Barrett is dropping some behind-the-scenes mud and putting life into rumors that we have seen on the internet in the last couple of days. Like, he's he's posting pretty generic stuff that everyone knows already. And folks are getting upset that he's doing well. Auburn fans are getting upset 
Like they know what's going on. Auburn fans are delusional right now. Forgive them. But that's what makes fans fans, right? The the emotional attachment, sometimes the heart uh, overpowers the mind. And uh, that's what that's what that's that's part of being a fan, man, I guess. For sure. Uh the last thing I got for you is uh some basketball news, and that is that star freshman and potential top ten pick Shaden Sharp at Kentucky will not play for Kentucky this season. John <sighs> Calipari announced. Uh Shaden Sharp, if you're not familiar with his story, he graduated from Green Dream. City Christian in Arizona early and enrolled for the spring semester at Kentucky with the expectation he would only practice with the team and then play in games next season. Speculation that the Canada-born Sharp could suit up this season began to rise, however, when ESPN reported in January that he could potentially enter the 2022 NBA draft. Uh, Coach Cal took to Twitter yesterday morning and said after talking with Shaden and his parents we want to end all of the speculation by again saying that he will not play for us this season he is committed to bettering himself and our team and practice this year and being better prepared to lead us next season uh, he is a six foot six guard ranked the number one ranked prospect in the 2022 high school class he rose to the top of the rankings after a summer playing for you play Canada grassroots program where he averaged 22 points, six rebounds, and three assists while shooting 55% from the field and 36% from three. He is the number seven prospect in uh, this year's draft ranking. So essentially, he is Kentucky's Jarnell Stokes, except he is not going to play like Jarnell Stokes did when Jarnell Stokes arrived. He, he is going to just practice with the team and, and prepare for – uh, next season. Kentucky see, is... see his Porsche? He's got a Porsche? I did not see his Porsche. Yeah. He's got a Porsche? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he got a Porsche. Not surprised. NIL deal, right? Absolutely, man. <laughs> NIL deal, right? Uh, Kentucky is in action tonight against South Carolina, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, not, not a... Let's see this Porsche. Actually, I did see that photo. That's a clean Porsche, too. Not yep. that there are Porsches that are not clean, but I like I like the all black Porsche. I like yeah, the all black he Porsche. signed. He signed an nil deal with uh with Porsche. <sighs> I wish I was talented enough to be a bluegrass motorsport group. Porsche. And at the end of uh, December. Now that that is a heck of an nil deal. Signing with Porsche legal. It is. It is legal. I'm I'm jealous. Is what I am saying. But uh, Kentucky will be in South Carolina tonight and on the surface that does not seem like a very fun game to uh watch kentucky is 11 point favorites but south carolina is three and two against kentucky in columbia under frank martin uh, i'm taking that I'm, I'm taking them to cover yeah i agree <laughs> i agree i am taking kentucky to win and cover in columbia tonight the other games auburn arkansas 7 p.m on espn2 and and here's a. Uh, uh, a good good bet for you. Auburn's only two point favorites at Arkansas tonight. Little weary when when that Vegas is. when Vegas throws out that type of line and and on the road Arkansas playing well, Bud Walton Arena not a fun place to play for a visitor. So maybe not the lock that I 
that I think it is off the cuff, but man, Auburn at two. I I take Auburn. Well, you know, hopefully, hopefully, um, for you know, you Pearlites and people who are betting Pearlites on on Auburn to cover. You know, hopefully Georgia game was just, you know, that was just that was just a one game thing. And Auburn gets back to form and they should be you know, they should beat the Razorbacks by more than two points. That seems like a pretty pretty easy easy pick there. But yeah, I'll take Auburn to, to win and cover there. Those those are the two of the three seven o'clock games. We also get LSU and A and M in college station. Both teams oh, are kind of struggling right, right now. For the implosion. Yeah, but that, that should be a good game. Oh yeah, I'm that, here. That should be a good game. Uh, LSU surprisingly one and a half point road favorites. I'm here for the implosion. Let's go, Aggies! Let's get it done, baby. So three SEC basketball games at seven o'clock tonight: Auburn, Arkansas, ESPN two, Kentucky, Carolina, ESPN, LSU, A and M on the SEC network, and. Uh, Three great games at seven o'clock. Guess what the nine o'clock game is on the SEC network? Um, is it Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt is involved. Who else? They're hosting Missouri. <laughs> nine and thirteen Missouri at twelve and ten Vanderbilt. Uh, nine p.m. on the SEC network. Vanderbilt is six and a half point favorites. Oh, what a game! I won't watch a second of that game. I would take I would I take Mizzou to cover on that I, one. Vandy big win over LSU over the weekend. I know. Vandy's a better team than Missouri, but that is a big number, and you can't. Vandy's a better team, but you can't trust Vandy whatsoever. You can't trust them whatsoever. So, uh, will you watch a single second of this game? Yep. Yep. I wasn't going to, but now you're going to guilt trip me. I will, especially if I'm. On my action two four seven bet, I mean, you better believe I'm I'm going to be watching the games, reacting to every basket scored, whether it is you know for the over or helps me win my bet with teams I'm taking a cover, the spread. Absolutely, I'm I'm going to be watching. I'm going to get in the game today, man. I'm going to get in the game today. Um, if you want to take advantage of today's promotion with action, it's it's on. Um, it's hockey. You bet $20 on a team with the uh, longest field goal. Excuse me. This is about Super Bowl and hockey. So you bet $20 on the team with the longest field goal in the Super Bowl, and then you get a free $10 bet to use on hockey. That is today's promotion with action. You can also bet $25 on an NBA parlay with 200 or greater odds and get a $20 free live bet. So you've got a couple of options there with 247 today. Big week, man. Big week, big week. Yeah, look, you got to you got to build up your, your bank account throughout the week with with some small bets here or there, build up that account and just go ham on Sunday during the Super Bowl. All the prop bets, covers, touchdowns, all of it. You got to go ham on Sunday. I agree. The Super Bowl is is the the better's dream. You can bet the length of the anthem, the over-under of the anthem. They got that. Oh, yeah. Who scores the first touchdown? Does somebody run on the field? 
Is is the coin toss going to be heads or tails? You got to go ham at the Super Bowl. I want Fergie to sing the national anthem. I can't wait for the halftime show. Woo! I'm ready for Fergie. I want Fergie to sing the the anthem. You got Mary J. Blige. Like 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 she yeah. did the All Star Game a couple years ago, Kendrick. and Draymond and the boys was, was laughing. Snoop, Dr. Dre. Ooh, this halftime show is going to be lit. You know what lit means? Yep. We're going to be pushing P at the halftime show. The best that they can ever be is third place. Behind Prince in the rain. Prince and Whitney Houston. I'm not familiar with Whitney Houston's uh, Super Bowl halftime performance. Well, maybe it was the anthem that Whitney Houston did. I think it was the anthem. But that place, the best they could do is second place. Maybe I'm wrong, though. I don't. That was a little before me being grown and remembering things like this. Yeah, Whitney did the uh, Star Spangled Banner. Gotcha. So, no, hold on now. 91. 91. No, that's right. She didn't have the national, national anthem. Yeah, so, I was uh, four years away from being born. All right, so the best they can do is second place because no one's topping Prince. No, Prince, was in, that was when he did Purple Rain in the rain, Yeah, right? no one's top. Where Do you remember where he did that? I think that was in my I think it was in Miami. I think you're right. 865-255-03. Be right back. For what is coming up on the Swain event? Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Top 100 barbecue restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadmbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. 
So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit, you get confused, you don't understand why. You start to ask questions, but really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what? All right, folks, let's highlight some silliness here on the program, and um, we are going over the mountains for, for this for what, Ben? I'll toss it to you. I'm giving North Carolina fans a for what uh, over the weekend. Coach K coached his final game uh, in Chapel Hill, and it uh, did not go well necessarily for him in terms of uh, the response. His team did win, uh, 87 to 67, which is all that matters to him. But uh, North Carolina fans went a little too far, in my opinion, uh, chanting "F Coach K." Uh, several of those type of chants throughout the game. And it's like, okay, I get it. And I'm sure some of you will appreciate this and, and not agree with the for what. But, uh, I, I, like, just boo him. It's his last game. Why Why the need for the F Coach K chance? That, that's my thing. That, that, to me, is just a little too far for somebody's last appearance. Uh, Coach K has been great for that rivalry, has done a lot for that rivalry. I just, I think they were doing a little too much. So, they get a for what from me. Yeah, uh, I remember um... – when Will Muschamp was was here, I think that was in fourteen, and yeah. you know the crowd was chanting the same thing towards Will, Will Muschamp, and, and you just got to think about the ears that are in in that arena, and it's just not a good look. No, like when I'm around someone's kid, there's a way that I talk and words I don't use out of respect for the parents, and. The same should go here with Coach K's last game there in uh, Chapel Hill. There's other ways you could be disrespectful. Yes. There's other ways you could show him, man, forget you. We ain't giving you, you know, this this tour. I'm sure there's other schools that he's going to go to. They're going to show him love. and You don't have to give him love. 
And you can let him know that you don't like him, but it still reflects poorly on you when you're saying, you know, F Coach K, you got all these kids and stuff going to the game. That's 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 the thing. That's the that's the point I'm getting at. 865-255-03. Hour three is coming up. Stay with us.